Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about growing into the new you. And if you listened to last week's episode, I talked about a lobster story where the lobsters shed their shell and they are able to then grow bigger and stronger on their little lobster journey. So if you haven't yet checked that out, I encourage you to do so because this is part two of that episode where we are now talking about the growth stage where last week we talked a lot about shedding the old and now we're ready to come into the new and figure out what that new means for you. So before we get started, I know that we've talked a lot about, you know, getting rid of old stuff and developing a new kind of mindset. If you've not yet checked out the Mindset Makeover free video series, the link is below. And it really helps you dig deep into your mind, discover what's going on, what your blocks are, and then gives you steps to eliminate them. So if you want to take this a little further, that is definitely a resource for you. But let's get into today's topic. And to start it off, I want to read a quote from the one and only Oprah Winfrey. And she says, I say the universe speaks to us always first in whispers. And a whisper in your life usually feels like, hmm, that's odd. Or, hmm, that doesn't make any sense. Or, hmm, is that right? It's that subtle. And if you don't pay attention to the whisper, it gets louder and louder and louder. I say it's like getting thumped upside the head. If you don't pay attention to that, it's like getting a brick upside your head. You don't pay attention to that, the brick wall falls down. That is the pattern that I see in my life and so many other people's lives. And so I ask people, What are the whispers? What's whispering to you now? And we are going to be talking about what those whispers are and how to become better at listening to them. Because we are constantly looking outside to find answers to life's age-old questions of what should I do? What would make me happy? What is my purpose here? What should I be doing with my life? When all of these answers have always lied within us, it's just that they've been covered up. We have not known how to listen to our inner intuitive voice because it whispers and our ego screams constantly over top of it. Once you begin to detox everything that no longer serves you, you are able to make room to listen to that intuitive voice within you. And this is why last week we really talked about healing and detoxing. And if you did the meditation, you know that we went all the way back through your life and detoxed old pains and hurts and dysfunctional beliefs that you may have been carrying for decades. And all of this, all of that work that we put in last week through that meditation, because I know it might not have been easy for many of you, All of that was to make room for your true self, your higher nature to emerge. 
The next step is to learn to trust yourself. So often we have an idea or a thought arises and immediately we shoot down these ideas and these thoughts because they seem unrealistic or we just don't think we're capable of accomplishing these dreams or these desires that come up for us. And, you know, Oprah said it best. It's these thoughts come up and you're kind of like, hmm, that's your initial reaction. It's like, hmm, really? Hmm. And we've been training ourselves our entire lives not to trust these whispers, not to trust these intuitive thoughts. So please remember that these thoughts of bettering your life or these ideas that you have come from somewhere. They are not random. And they are often far more than silly ideas or dreams. Often these ideas are coming from your higher self, from your intuition. And these are ideas, if acted upon, will lead you towards the life you want. But we never give them a chance because we shut them down. Or we wait, as Oprah said, until we have a whole brick wall falling down on us until we start to listen to what our intuition has been telling us the whole time. But what our go-to is when these whispers come up is we shoot them down with excuses and reasons why we cannot or we should not act on them. And these reasons just seem so logical and rational, it's hard not to listen to these shouts from our egos. Now, I know when these whispers come up, it can be unsettling at first or nerve-wracking because often these ideas are so out of what appears to be our nature. They're unlike things we've always done, the ways we've always acted. And we just don't even know how it would look if we acted on these. And so, most of the time, we don't. And it's also something to note that when we do listen and we act on these thoughts that intuitively come up, and we push aside those fears and all those seemingly rational thoughts are telling us that are telling us why we shouldn't, we have to go about this with a level of trust. And I think a lot of people who have acted on ideas and have, in their own minds or perceptions, appeared to fail when they acted on these ideas, get very discouraged and they never trust themselves again. So it just takes that one time of listening to your intuition trying something new, it not working out, and then you immediately go back to your old habits, you go back to what you know is safe, because even if that safety causes stagnation or makes you unhappy in the long run, it feels more comfortable because you know what to expect. You're not putting yourself out there and risking failure again. People would rather be safe than take chances, especially when in the past, They took a chance, and this chance did not work out exactly the way they thought it would or exactly the way they hoped it would. So I want you to think now, was there any time in your life when you took a chance? Maybe you applied for a job you really wanted, but you weren't exactly qualified for. Maybe you acted on an idea to start a business or try a new career. Or maybe it was something like you asked your crush out, who you thought was out of your league, but you went out on a limb and you did it anyway. Can you think of times when you bravely acted out of your normal character 
based on a desire or a hunch, just something inside of you telling you you should. And for some reason, the situation did not turn out the way that you wanted it to. When we think back into our personal history and remember going out on a limb and it doesn't work out, we immediately chalk these experiences up to failure. We tried. It didn't work out the way we hoped. It means we failed. And a lot of times we see these experiences as just one more thing that shows us we're not capable of escaping that safe life that we've been living. Labeling these experiences as failures feeds our egos with fear of ever trying something similar again. It is scary enough to take a chance. And when that chance does not work out, it seems pointless to ever try anything like that again. And there is always a chance of things not working out the way that we planned or the way that we hoped. And that's why I say to ever act on this intuitive voice takes an immense amount of trust. It also requires a willingness to be guided and not allow our egos and not allow influences from society, what people are telling us, to define the outcome of these chances that we take. So what I mean is if you try your hand at business, let's say, and your first attempt does not lead to immediate success or the millions of dollars that you'd hope for, all that money that you put so confidently on your vision board, you just didn't get it right away. When something like that happens, instead of labeling that experience as failure and going back to the way you've always done things, take this as a lesson and trust that it is something you needed to go through to get you to the next step. We are always being guided by our intuition, but we never really know what the result is or why our intuition is guiding us in a certain direction. And that can be really freaking scary. And it's kind of annoying because I'm, I've been through this and I'm sure a lot of people have. When you go through something and it doesn't work out and people tell you, oh, keep your chin up, you know, everything happens for a reason, they're speaking the truth. But when you're in that situation, you're just like, I don't want to hear it. Like, shut up. <laughs> but once you learn to embrace this, to not ever label anything as a failure, but only as a lesson, you begin to learn to go with the flow. And this is something you'll hear a lot in the law of attraction material, getting into the flow. But once you really learn to go with the flow and not expect a certain outcome and not label things as good or bad, as a success or a failure, then you learn to take cues from your life on what your next steps are based on the lessons you learned from each experience. And I definitely had experiences like that leading up to where I am now in my life and with my business. So my very first business that I wanted to start was supposed to be a pet boutique, an actual pet store in my community. I went and I took business classes. I made a business plan. I looked for locations. 
because I was coming from a counseling field, which was not at all a business field. I had never taken a business class in my life. So I really, this was going out on a limb for me. This was taking risks. I told a lot of people about it. I was getting excited. But what had happened is I wasn't able to find a location in the area that I wanted. And so I started an online doggy boutique. I had a business mentor and he said, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Kind of get things started. You can start selling online, start making some money while we look for a bricks and mortar location that you want. Now I had issues that came up once I started this online boutique. You know, I had a lot of issues with the company that was manufacturing the products and just a whole bunch of different stuff came up. And while that was happening, I'm going through this like internal transition myself and questioning, is this really something I want to do? I kind of put the look for a actual location on hold and reevaluated things. So this was my first attempt at running a business. And I was certainly learning as I went along. I never started a business before. And it didn't work out the way that I thought, the way that I planned, the way that I visualized in my manifestation meditations. But if I never tried to start that business, I would not be doing what I'm doing now. And I truly feel like what I'm doing now is my life purpose. I would have never gotten to this point if I did not plan to start that dog boutique. If I was able to find a location right away, then I wouldn't be here right now. If whenever I started the online store, I didn't have a whole slew of problems, I would not be here if I didn't make that ultimate decision to move past what I thought was going to be my future. Now, many could say that I tried to start a business and failed or I gave up before I gave it a chance to be successful or I let these problems get in the way. But I know that everything that happened was really, they were stepping stones to get me to the place that I am now with my current business. So I needed something safe to get my feet wet in this entrepreneurial world. I learned tons of lessons through that process. I grew to the point that I'm now able to talk to you and share the lessons that I learned with all of you who might be going through something similar. And the whole time, there was something within me that I trusted that told me to continue on the path life was leading me down. Now, this is not to say I never dealt with stress or feelings of failure or tons of doubt, but there was something I trusted. I now look back and see everything for exactly what it is. There were so many times my ego told me to stop, go back and work a real job where I have a steady income and I get paid time off, which I do miss. But there was always that voice telling me to keep going. And I not only trusted it when it told me to keep going, but when new things came up for me to explore further, I trusted that they came up for a reason. And I'm so, so, so very grateful that I did. I'm grateful for every step along that journey, no matter how stressful some of them were, to be honest with you. And I realize that it is really in our nature to want to take action and then immediately see results. Whenever I opened up my online dog store, I mean, I just assumed 
that I put all that work in and things were just going to work out smoothly. We want that. You know, but truly emerging and growing, like in the story of the lobsters I told you last week, is a process. Lobsters do not live to be 100 years old by simply shedding one shell and then growing into a giant 100-year-old shell. No, they repeat the process of growth over and over and over throughout their lifetime. I encourage everyone to think of your own life as a continuous growth cycle. We never have to stop growing, no matter if you are over 100 years old. Continue to grow. You know, they've done a lot of studies about what happens to people after they retire that show many often see a decline in both health and cognitive functioning after this life event that we all just cannot wait to reach. And the act of retiring, per se, doesn't cause this decline, but it's the lifestyle changes that may occur as a result. So limited social interaction, decrease in both physical and mental activity. You no longer have a purpose of getting up and going to work and doing your job and all that. So essentially, people stop growing when they no longer see a need for growth. And I use retirement as an example, but this can happen at any age, at any stage in your life. I mean, hey, many of us don't read another book after we get out of school, whether it be college or grad school or high school, because there's nobody telling us that we need to. We only read if we have a paper to write or if we need to get a good grade. We only do things that require us to really think because we need to be able to do our jobs well enough to keep them because we need a paycheck. And for many of us, we get stuck in this way of viewing our lives. Basically, we do what is required of us for the life we want and nothing more. We don't see the need to continue to grow in areas that will not immediately benefit us, or a lot of us are just content with how things are and we don't have a desire to grow. Now, I say that, but I assume that the large majority of listeners to this podcast do not view their lives this way. I mean, you are all committed to growth in some, if not most, areas of your life, or else you would not take the time to listen to this. So I want to do my best to help inspire and guide you on this path. So not wanting to grow, obviously, keeps us stuck, you know, but we can all agree most of us in this space listening right now, we're not there. We want to grow. We want to see what's next. But also, having a need for all action to have immediate gratification, or else we consider it a failure or a waste of time, also keeps us stuck. It is what stops us from progressing, from shedding our shells time and time again, so we can continue to grow throughout our entire lives. So I want us all to think of this road, this path that we are on, as a process, not necessarily a linear cause and effect or action and immediate result or effort and immediate gratification kind of way. It's a process. And with all processes, we have to give them time. We have to let them unfold. Think about how you are growing now. Are you ready to shed your own shell? Did you just shed one and you want to know what the next steps are? 
What might these steps look like for you? And just because I say steps, I don't necessarily mean action in this material world. I mean, this can pertain to mental growth or spiritual growth or actual growth in your external world. But what do you feel guided to do? And as you think about what this growth means for you, practice listening to your intuition. I've heard a really great description of intuition. Oh gosh, it's probably like two years ago now when I first heard this, and I remembered it this whole time. And this was on a podcast interview that I listened to, and it was on the Smart Passive Income podcast. And for anybody who's not familiar with that, if you are interested in any sort of entrepreneurship, it's an excellent podcast to listen to. Anyway, so the host was interviewing a woman named Jess Lively, and it is episode 207 if anybody wants to check it out. But she was addressing how entrepreneurs can listen to their intuition. And she described it like listening to a subtle, soft stream of water. While your ego is more like a fire hydrant. Keeping this in mind, I challenge you this next week to try to pay attention to that subtle stream of intuition, to that whisper of intuition. Now, if you have never practiced this before, it may seem weird and you're not going to be sure if you're listening to your true intuition because your ego then gets sneaky and mimics your intuition. It's just, it's just a whole thing. And that is okay. We all have intuition. We do. We just have to practice listening to it. So you can begin by just paying attention to ideas and thoughts that come up for you. And notice, if you have something in the back of your mind that comes up, and then you immediately have a whole bunch of thoughts bombarding your brain, telling you why you should not try it, why you should just procrastinate or put it off, why other people won't take you seriously, who do you think you are, why would you even think of that idea? This is a wonderful sign to let you know that you got a little stream of intuition. And then immediately your ego fire hydrant just went off and bombarded you. But that's fine, because you can recognize it for what it is. I mean, can you think of something now that's been in the back of your mind that you've just been telling yourself you shouldn't try or you're not good enough to do, but it keeps coming up for you? This might be your intuition talking. So in the meditation for this week, we're really going to focus on visualizing your new self and clearing your mind and connecting with what you want so that you can intuitively start listening to these whispers to your higher self. And this is going to help you be able to grow into that next shell and move on to the next wonderful stage of your growth process and your life. And as you're growing and as you're moving forward and as you're practicing listening to this intuition, remember that the thoughts that come up saying that you're not good enough to do something, you shouldn't even try something, these are all signs of things within you that still need to heal and need to grow. And we are likely always going to face these. I mean, very few people get to a point in their life where they just don't have these thoughts anymore. But that's okay. I don't want this to sound discouraging because we have the choice not to align with that type of thinking anymore. I encourage 
encourage you while you are trying to listen to your intuition, while you are thinking about what your next steps are, take everything that we talked about in the last lesson when we went over detoxing and healing and basically the whole month of February when we talked about worthiness and self-love, use those techniques to combat any of the self-defeating negative thoughts. I want to give another example from my own life where I went through this very same process. So I had a feeling, a thought telling me that I need to reach out to a fellow entrepreneur about a possible collaboration. And I had immediate thoughts that it wasn't worth my time. I just should reach out later. I'll, I'll get to it. And then I had thoughts of my work isn't good enough. I was not on the same level as this person. If I reached out, they're just going to judge me. And at first, it was tempting to listen to those thoughts. I wanted to procrastinate. I wanted to not have to reach out. But then I recognized where those thoughts were coming from. They were thoughts that were telling me I was not good enough. I was not worthy of respect from fellow professionals. I was not worthy of more success. And so I combated these thoughts with affirmations and it became very clear that this was a story I made up in my mind and it wasn't reality. It was a story that came from years of thinking in this particular way. It was a story that came from parts of me that I still need to work on, parts of me that still need to heal. I mean, and all of these thoughts were thoughts that I've dealt with forever, and I used to listen, and I used to not take action because of them. They were thoughts that would keep me in the same position, that would prevent me from progressing in a way that I knew I could progress, in a way that I would visualize for myself, but then I just always seemed stuck. And so I use the tools that I told you about through many podcast episodes and I practiced what I always preach and I took action and I reached out even though I was reluctant to do so. And I now know parts of me that I need to focus on because of that situation. I knew this was an opportunity for me to grow to the next steps in my career and my business. And if I did not push through the discomfort I would not have that opportunity for growth. And for any of those wondering, I got a very positive response, and so I'll keep you posted, but it worked out well. Now, when I was telling this story, did it bring anything up for you? Can you spot patterns in your own thinking and action that prevent you from moving forward, even when you know it is in your best interest? If you can't think of anything in particular now, I mean, this week, just pay attention. Do you have subtle thoughts that then immediately get bombarded by negative naysaying thoughts? Do you have continuous ways of thinking that prevent you from taking action in your life, that prevent you from going to that next steps, that cause you enough discomfort that you do not want to act in ways that deep down you know you probably should? It would be in your best interest. I want you to know that you can move past these thoughts and these habits that keep you stuck. And once you are able to do this, you are able to to grow into this new shell. 
And in this process, you will be practicing listening to your intuition. You will be practicing being able to decipher what is intuition and what is an ego thought or an old habitual thinking pattern popping up for you. But in this process, you must be able to recognize that anything that does not serve you can be changed. You have the power to change it. And on that note, to end this episode, I want to talk about a concept that comes from the work of Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck, and I want to read an excerpt from her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. So just very quickly give you something to think about, and many of you may have heard of this concept, you know, a lot may not have, so I just want to go over it as a little reminder of the kind of mindset that really fosters growth in your life which is called a growth mindset, by the way. But she deciphers between two different kinds of mindsets. There's a fixed mindset, and like I said, there's a growth mindset. So the fixed mindset basically assumes that your character, your intelligence, your creativity, your potential for success are fixed and that you can do nothing to change them. So someone with a fixed mindset will see no need for change or they just really are not going to think they're going to be able to change. And they even become defensive against any potential criticisms. They become defensive when they perceive they have failed. They let that failure stop them from moving forward. That's a fixed mindset. A growth mindset is pretty much the opposite of that. They welcome challenges and they see failures not as evidence of unintelligence, but as growth and improvement. I want to read an excerpt now because I think that it just describes this so perfectly. For 20 years, my research has shown that the view you adopt for yourself profoundly affects the way you lead your life. It can determine whether you become the person you want to be and whether you accomplish the things you value. How does this happen? How can a simple belief have the power to transform your psychology and, as a result, your life? Believing that your qualities are carved in stone, the fixed mindset, creates an urgency to prove yourself over and over again. If you have only a certain amount of intelligence, a certain personality, and a certain moral character, well then, you better prove that you have a healthy dose of them. It simply wouldn't do to look or feel deficient in these most basic characteristics. She then goes on to say, there's another mindset in which these traits are not simply the hand you're dealt and have to live with, always trying to convince yourself and others that you have a royal flush when you're secretly worried it's a pair of tens. In this mindset, the hand you're dealt is just the starting point for your development. This growth mindset is based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through your efforts. Although people may differ in every which way, in their initial talents and aptitudes, interests, or temperaments, everyone can change and grow through application and experience. Do people with this mindset believe that anyone can be anything? That anyone with a proper motivation or education can become Einstein or Beethoven? No, but they believe that a person's true potential is unknown and unknowable. 
that it's impossible to foresee what can be accomplished with years of passion, toil, and training. So I'll end with that. Please remember to check out the meditation. It's really going to help you grow. Remember to pay attention to those whispers and also to the ego fire hydrant that shoots them down, drowns them out. And if you don't have a growth mindset or maybe you are struggling between having a fixed mindset in some things and a growth mindset in other things, keep this excerpt in mind. Know that failures are lessons. We're always growing. Foster this belief that your true potential is unknown. And the only way to uncover it is to take your next step to grow in your life. Okay, I hope you all have a wonderful week full of many blessings and lots of growth. And I will talk to you next Monday. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.